Hi, I'm Dave Baker. We're here at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood, California, and today is episode five of It's Pronounced Zine. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Alan Sito and Drew of Trap Girl. Um, you can find Drew's music and zine at Trap Girl Music on Facebook, and Alan Sito at uh, DarcyCrashDistro.tumblr.com. Uh, on the episode, we you know talked about their creative processes and Alan's zine, Not Your Gay BFF, and uh, Drew's uh, Trap Girl zine and her music, and uh, the Zine Queens event that Alan helped organize that Drew and I both tabled at. Um, yeah, it's a super good, super good, uh, super good episode. Check it out. Here comes Dave Baker with the show. Talking about paper publications you should know. Authors and photographers that are fresh on the scene. Don't be getting twisted. Twisted. It's pronounced zing. Zing, zing, zing. Zing. No, go ahead. No. <laughs> okay. I'm the headliner. You have to like <laughs> sit. Oh, oh, you have to, like, uh, shade uh, drone. Right, I'm still the show. Sorry. People are gonna leave. People leave. But <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess my name's Alan. Um, Alan Cito. That's I mean that's not my real name, but I kind of like that. Okay. It's kind of my childhood nickname, so okay. I kind of like that, especially in terms of just like the person that I am. Like I always, I don't know. I feel like embracing that inner child. That's why I like Alan Cito because it reminds you of that little yeah. child and that I was. Did you like name yourself that, or was it your uh, friends? My my parents made that, so it just means little Alan, basically. Oh, okay. Spanish. So the Cito part adds. Oh, like, I thought it. Yeah. The way you were saying it, it, it sounded like you were. It was like a stage name where it's like two no, names. Yeah. No, it's Alan Cito. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I just kind of um, just do zines. Just um, I have a zine called Not Your Gay BFF, which I wrote about like. Almost like four, five years ago, it just stayed in my computer forever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because I was terrified. And then, like for the longest, <laughs> it was just like personal journals, and I was just like, I was gonna write this because I'm sure. like really sad all the time, and someone encouraged me to do it. Yeah. And then eventually, I like wrote enough that I was like, I showed it to a few people, and they were like, Oh, this is really cool. Like you should you should make a zine out of it. So I was like, Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> oh God, all right. <laughs> But then, and then, like, it just became, like, a really fun process, so it's just, like, it's a lot of work to just even compile it's everything. It's so much work. And then you're, like, if I'm putting it together, then I have to edit, and if it's I'm editing, awful. that means I don't like this anymore, and yeah. I'm gonna, like, <laughs> redo it all over again, so it just took, like, a long time for me to actually put it out, um, and then people ended up liking it, so yeah, yeah. that was really cool. And you go to, I'm assuming you go to zine fests and stuff? Yeah, and zine fest. so I've been going, yeah, so, yeah. Which zine fest do you, do you like the most? Did, so I went to only LA Zine Fest last. So I started going last year, actually okay. tabling. So yeah, before yeah. I just used just to, to go, go. Yeah, yeah, and then I actually decided to table. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's hard because LA Zine Fest was huge, and that was really cool. But like Long Beach Zine Fest has beer. So, <laughs> so yeah. were you guys both at, and at cocaine Long Beach? too? Wait, I only had cocaine. <laughs> did, did you guys both go to? Yeah, uh, yeah. We've been tab- trying to table together as like. Wait, where uh, were you? I w- I had a table there. We, it was called a Darcy Crash Distro. Yeah. Oh, you guys were like on the back, yeah. like yeah, whatever that is. Oh, that's where we could have met there. Yeah, there. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Word. I was like in the center aisle on the like the when popular. You, is that the what cool that is? Kids. Is uh, it aisle? I have no idea. I don't. It's zines. Is anyone really that cool? <laughs> well, there's cool people. I bought a seven dollars zine. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> we were in the back. Gotcha. And and uh, who are you and what zines oh, do you make, um, friend? My name is Drew. Sorry. I'm a singer, mm-hmm. usually. 
but I'm venturing into zines and other paper goods. And uh, what kind of music do you sing? We are a band called Trap Girl, and we are a punk band uh, here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Word. How did you uh, make the transition from being in bands and stuff to kind of... Well, I actually went to uh, L.A. Zine Fest 2014, and I, I saw a lot of cool things, but I was like, you know, a lot of bands... Sh- this is before I had the band, so mm-hmm. in 2014, I was like, a lot of bands should be here, um, extending their message beyond song and lyrics. Because mm-hmm. if my favorite band did a zine, I would buy it. Sure. I want to know what their message is beyond, like I said, the lyrics and the song. Right, right. So to kind I, of promote a, an identity as a right, unit. Right, right. Like, I feel like, you know, I may, I started a band because I have something to say. And I think most people do, so it's like, I want to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, have text and um, tell my story and things like that through the zines. How do you guys feel... Um, because, like, I do a lot of conventions, both zine and comic book convention, yeah. horror convention stuff. Like, I just finished a tour where we did uh, six conventions in six weeks. Uh, and how do you guys feel about people that are, you know, at the zine fest to make money as opposed to people who are there just to kind of encourage other people to make zines? And I think there's kind of the, a, a weird fulcrum right now in the community where half the people are there to sell their zines and make try and make a little bit of their money back, and half the people are there... Because they believe property is theft, and that's not why they're there. They're there to just get their message out. Well, we're we're the latter, right? Because well, all this shit, all this now. shit's been real cheap. What? I'm kind of the former now, especially in your zine where it says like "sell that," which makes you different. I'm like, yeah. Well, what <laughs> I'm trying of. to say is that this stuff is really cheap. This stuff yeah. that sure. we're selling, yes, it is for sale or for donation or what do you want to call it. It's cheaper. It's cheaper as far as the price is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, goes. absolutely. Because like he said, he bought a seven dollar. Zine. I saw ten dollar posters. I saw fifteen dollars zine. You know, it's a big, yeah, yeah. big. You know, different, yeah. large scale, different. But um, we're we're not like there for the money, right? You know, we're this is like the uh-huh. cheaper stuff. So, yeah, I mean, in the you know. the a big scheme existentially, I'm not there for the money either. Like, right. obviously, right. if I wanted to make money, I would get a job on you know <laughs> an accountant or something. Yeah. Like, writing doesn't pay bills. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it does for me. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't <laughs> traditionally. Writing yeah. is not a lucrative field. Right. Um, however, I think that there's an interesting kind of weird uh, equilibrium that's not exactly ironed out, in, specifically here in the L.A. Zine Fest, where I feel like a lot of people that are trying to make more polished items um, are pushing some people that don't give a fuck about making polished items out, and I think that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. And then I think the other <clears throat> thing happens, too, where a lot of times to try and course correct that, organizers are like, all right, no, we're going to make sure that um, Zini McZinzine, Big Zinzinzine, who's been in the scene forever, who is like vehemently against making polished things because it's an expression not about the actual tangibility of the object, but just about these are my thoughts. Fuck you. That's what's right, important. Right. Um, and then the other, the the higher end people get shoved out, and I think there's a really interesting not class warfare, but <laughs> there's something going on there sort that I think of, is a yeah. weird. I don't know how that gets fixed. Yeah, I, I feel like because like traditionally like zines were just like self published and they were like cheap and they were like photocopies. And yeah. now I feel like I like some of the, the like expensive stuff because I can afford it and I'm lucky too. But like it's just kind of like I don't know if I would consider those zines at that point. If you're buying something that's like seven dollars made on like a, like a really like nice like printer, mm-hmm. like you know on cardstock, like I don't know if I consider that a zine anymore. What, at that what point. do you? What would you consider it? 
this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't mean. Uh, what, what would you consider the other thing? What would you consider the higher end? I don't know. Thing? It's like in between. Like I feel like almost like comics and like mm. graphic novels type graphic of like novels, that. Yeah. yeah, especially the stuff that I like. That that zine that I brought it was like ugly girl, ugly girl gang, and that was really cute. Like yeah. I bought it just because it was super cute. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. more like just like drawings and stuff right. like that. And, I like, bought the stuff. girl group zine at six dollars, and it's really cute. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's also, I feel like there's also organizations that are, like, making, like, really great zines and then using that money. Like, they overcharge just to make to, some to money make for some. the orgs, which is, like, spreads their message. And at that point, it's, like, pretty cool. Like, yeah. I bought, like, a zine for my friend that was like that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I just want to talk to people about how they see the problem because it, it's not well, even... It is, just, it is a problem. It's a, it, it's it, a weird just disconnect. Where yeah, because I didn't even think of money... Uh, doing these things, mm-hmm. right? You know, you, people form bands and are in bands not for money. Sure, but there, so, but there becomes a point where when you're in the band and you're not exactly successful, but you're mm-hmm. not unsuccessful, right. and you're trying to like, look, I know that you want to come see my show, but if you pay five dollars to come see my show, that means that I'll be able to go on the rest of this tour, right? As opposed to just playing a one-off gig at a bar, right? Uh, and I think that it's important to have both of those. Zinester socioeconomic classes right. represented um, because I think there's there's a specific specifically with people who don't know anything about zines uh-huh. when you go into a zine fest and you see quote unquote higher end objects it lends a little bit of legitimacy to it right. um, like I, at, at Long Beach yeah. there, I don't know why I pronounce Long Beach that way uh, <laughs> at Long Beach a woman came up to me and was like what is a zine <laughs> yes. and I was like. It's pronounced zine, and this is the, you know, it's kind of like people making things about their, their you know, their personal form of expression, and uh, it's very individual motivated. Uh, and she was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and then I saw her go to another table that was, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a zine, and was like, this doesn't look like it's very expensive. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not the point. Yeah. That's not the point. Um, yeah. uh, I think also by contrast to like stuff like my stuff, like I don't sell anything more than a dollar just cause yeah, yeah. for personal reasons. I feel like weird being like, it's 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people, then people get really excited and they buy the cheaper stuff too. Cause yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to buy like, which that. is what but was this happening. Is like, this is like a dollar. Cool. People right. would be like, this is a dollar. Like, yeah. so awesome. And I'm like, right. yeah. 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 I, we, the stuff we make is kind of dual split. Like I make a, a couple like mini comic zines and then I make like, more polished, like perfect bound books. Okay. Books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have. I have a friend like that too. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Punk in the Trunk. Mm-mm. They make really great looking zines, mm. but he's totally cool, you know. Yeah, so yeah. He doesn't. He's not in that mindset either of like I'm gonna make like a billion dollars. Yeah. No. Right? None of us are in this. Right. Like a billion right. But dollars. they're like <laughs> yes. really great. Yes. Absolutely. Really and then he says that the next trap, the, our next one will be under his. Oh, really? So we're gonna have a nice, pretty one too. Yeah. 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 Word. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more in depth about one of your guys' zines. Who, who, which one do you want to talk about? You want you want to make him go first again? I don't care. It's just this here. You <laughs> okay, can let's see do it. it. Okay. Yeah. So just, tell me about Trap Girl. Um, well, this scene is about is it's a it's, it's I guess you could say satire. Okay. Comedy. Uh huh. Trash. <laughs> um, yeah. Words. It's almost like you know you know like um, you know like Daniel Steele. Yes. And um, like Jacqueline Suzanne, okay, like those women who wrote like trashy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. It's kind of like that, but like for a punk rocker. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. I'm into it's like it. Daniel Steele meets the Sex Pistols, <laughs> kind of. 
I love it. Because it's like satire, but it's also advice that it's actual actual advice. Okay. Because I've been through it. Right. 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 It's all and and it's actually and it's also a companion to our our first record. Okay. Which is which is what that is. Which is one of the sheets is our lyrics and things like that. But it is it does have advice and tips um, that I do believe and I do follow. Sure. Um, But it's funny too. Interesting. Yeah. And it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck yeah. It's like bad, like for bad girls. Yeah, yeah. And bad boys. Uh, so it's mostly a photo and, just because they can't see it, it's a photo and poetry zine? It's Is not poetry. You? It's not poetry. It's tips and advice. Tips and advice. Okay. Like a how-to. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. kind of self-help by Jacqueline Suzanne and gotcha. Gigi Allen. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's very short and cute and... And yeah, and it's yeah. been and a lot of people like it and, and yeah, stuff like that's that. Fun. Uh, how long have you? How long did it take you to make it? I wrote it when we were. I wrote half of it when we were on tour in okay. December of this mm-hmm. last year, and um, we at that time we had a crazy band and and the women in the band were self destructive. So I I started instead of like punching one of them out, I wrote this uh, <laughs> scene. And uh, yeah, that's where it came out of. Like kind of like that extra energy. Sure. Where I'm not singing. I'm not promoting. I'm not sleeping. I'm on drugs or whatever. And then I'll write it. Mm. So. Are you gonna? I'm assuming you just said you're gonna do more. Yeah. So the next one will be for Punk in the Trunk. Okay. Rec- records, but right. he's also a publisher now. Okay. And we're gonna do uh, I'm a Trap Girl Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Which will, same same principle, more tips yes, and tricks. And- yes. More. Uh, more tips and tricks and hopefully like it'll be like it'll be a little different like this is like stuff like we did on the road and stuff pictures that we've taken on the road Mm -hmm. but the next one will be like actual um like you know uh joan collins Mm -hmm. she does like how-to books where she's like showing how to do like um jumping jacks and stuff (laughs) so the next one will be like that where like i'm actually like you know um in front of the mirror and i'm like um, putting like fake boobs on and stuff and then or another picture will be like, you know, uh, me trying to put on a strappy heel and I never can. Like, t- things like that. Okay. Yeah. But it'll be like in the theme of this. Sure, sure. This, and this is so sloppy, sop- sloppily made. And I use the pictures from that we've, you know, we've had throughout the year of playing with Trap Girl. Yeah. Kind of like a scrapbook almost. Mm-hmm. And the next one will be more themed. Gotcha. And funner. Gotcha. Um, how long were you guys on tour for? For about a about seven days. Okay. So it was a short tour. Yeah, yeah. But it was about seven days. Where did you guys go? Was we it... went to all up north. Okay. Um, San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento, uh, Davis, Fresno. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of dates for a week. Isn't it? Like straight, just every day. And we're going back in July, too. Oh, cool. We're going back. We're going to do Bay Fest in Oakland and do uh, some vinyl record store in Fresno, and then do Lady Fest Sacramento. Oh, cool! In July, yeah. Are they is that Lady Fest um, a zine? Sh- like, is it a zine show? Yeah. Too? Well, yeah. They have all these vendors and stuff. This will be our second Lady Fest. The first Lady Fest was in December of 2014. Mm-hmm. It was super cool. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking about thinking about doing that too because it it they came to our table and talked to us and they were okay. like, oh, Lady Fest, yeah, oh cool, for yeah. Los Angeles. No, no, from when we were in in Sacramento, we were in San Francisco for. Some zine fest. What were you there for? What did I? What did I just go up there Gilman. for? Gilman. Oh, okay. thank you. 
uh, yeah, I went up for the Gilmanzine Fest, and there was one of the organizers for Lady Fest, and she came and looked at our books, and uh, she liked the artist on the book stuff, and she was like, oh, you should come to the book, and the artist Nicole was like, oh, or come to the Lady Fest, and she was like, oh, yeah, that sounds super fun, and yeah, they are I, really I don't fun. actually know what it entails other yeah. than this organizer was trying to get us to go. Well, there's vendors, and there's bands, female-fronted, trans, queer bands. That sounds right up my alley. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and then just a bunch of vendors and woman-empowering vendors, queer, trans vendors, and... um, Is it two days or one day? It's two days. Two days. One day will be, like, workshops and all kinds of shit, and then second day is, like, vendors and bands. Oh, cool. So this, this year... Is Sacramento, but I know they have them everywhere. I.E. Los Angeles. Yeah, there but is. Yeah, not there is the same. Year. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there isn't there a separate one though that happens in Philly that's like a whole yeah. week or something. Well, they probably have their thing going on. I don't oh, okay. know. I don't it's, know the the East Coast. Or okay. The West Coast. Okay. And I know that Sacramento won't do the same year as Los Angeles. Gotcha. So gotcha. We kind of work together in California. Oh, cool. As far as where the different lady fests are going to be. That's great. Yeah, so it's we'll be up rad. there in July. Cool. Yeah. Are you headlining? Is it? Is it going to be <laughs> Trap Girl featuring? No. We are playing with uh, Period Bomb, which is one of my favorite LA bands. I don't know if you heard Period of them. Bomb, yeah, they're one of my favorite bands here in LA. Punk as well. Yeah, and um, she um, is such a great, like, such an idol of mine. And then we're playing with San Francisco's band um, Quaaludes, which is an amazing band too. And then, then us and some other people, but. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Cool. Can't wait for it. The vendors are the best part of it too. Really? Yeah, like all the zines and all the stuff there is like the funnest stuff. Yeah. Cool. Because yeah. yeah, I feel like like zine, like Lady Fest is different as opposed to Zine Fest is more like there's vendors, but there's like patches right. and more of that sort of so like mm. homemade little like crafts. So it's yeah. kind of similar like homemade stuff. Yeah, but there's <laughs> it's like kind of like the added because like Zine Fest is really explicit as being like you can only bring Paper printed goods. materials. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, you can't like if you if you bring other stuff, it has to be like what like fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they're. It's funny. The forms are very. How much? How, what percentage of your table is these? <laughs> then someone comes and they measure. Yeah, I know, right? The calculator just. Yeah. Kind of well, um, long at LA's Fest, I took T-shirts and I took CDs, Trap Girl CDs, mm. and I saw a lot of CDs and a lot of T-shirts. I think it's, yeah, I think it's because those. I mean, it's idiotic to think that people who like zines don't like music as well. <laughs> I think that question is there more just to kind of try and guarantee that people who have know, zines man. get preferential treatment, people which goes back like clothing. And yeah, exactly. Which goes back to the same conversation that we were just having about what the relationship is and where the line is for people who make slightly more polished goods and people who make, you know, some guy in a basement making a zine that's literally made on his photocopier at home. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think anything's, you know, better or worse, but there is a disconnect and they're for two separate audiences. Mm-hmm. And both of those audiences, I think, uh, like zines in one shape or form or another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about, uh, uh, what's it called? Not Your Gay uh, Not Your BFF? Gay BFF. Yeah, um, yeah. So this one I wrote about, so like I said, almost like five years now, I want to say. Okay. Um, and again, it just stayed in my computer for like ever until like I just decided to do it. So the reason why I decided to do it even was, um, so I was really sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like we can all share. College depression. Yeah. And then also I had just come out, like it came out in college. So I had like mm-hmm. a late coming out for what like most people are coming out. A lot of kids are coming out in high school now. And I okay. was like 19 and I was sure. like. Who am I? And then I just become like what does this life whole, mean? Yeah, yeah, right. So dealing with all that stuff, plus being gay, plus being into like punk, plus also being vegan and being in the, like involved in the animal rights scene, plus mm-hmm. being like just basically all these communities that just aren't diverse. Sure. In terms of like 
there's not a lot of queer representation. So I think that contributed a lot to why I was sad. Um, so I just decided to write about it, just kind of writing about that exclusion and just being like, why am I the only one at this event? And why am I the only like gay boy at like you know a zine fest? Or why am I the only queer boy at like a punk That's show? That's surprising to me. And then why am I the only punk kid at like a gay bar? And then yeah. why is, so all this kind of like always like being marginalized in one way wherever Absolutely. I was. And so it felt like... For me, it was especially coming out, right? So you're very fragile when you come out, and then you're 19. So yeah, who's, you're and everyone's fragile. fragile when so they're 19. So it's just a yeah. lot of fragility and a yeah. lot of just shit that just, like, was not favorable to me, like, being, like, a very, like, happy person. Yeah. And so I, like... And was, you know, that, but was that for you as an individual? Like, you were kind of putting some of those things on yourself, or was your family super conservative and shitty about oh, it? Oh, there, yeah, that, that's another aspect, too. So I just came out to them almost, like, two years ago. Oh, so okay. there's a lot of dealing with that, um... I don't know, just kind of background stuff. So, again, so I was just involved in a lot of communities that just weren't, there just wasn't a lot of queer people. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, which sucks when you're, like, again, you're coming out. Yeah. So you're wanting to be around more people like you and then always being, like, well, I can go to, like, gay bars or gay clubs, but then, like, I even those people aren't like me because they yeah. don't enjoy the same things I do. I'd yeah. be around people that, like, and, like, enjoy the stuff that I do, but they're not like me either. Sure. So, um like where are my Davy Havocs at? <laughs> yeah. Where are my Davy right. Havocs at? It was Where's a lot of, a lot of that, and then to like make it worse, like I was like wanting to like fall in love and date people, so I ended up crushing on straight boys. So that was just added more to the formula of being yeah. like, well, that's even more terrible. Yeah. So it all just kind of came together, and I wrote just a zine, right? It just kind of details a lot of those experiences, um, and just kind of tries to connect it to the larger kind of um, how can I say it? So not just not just make my story just kind of like my story but universalize it and make people understand that like being gay isn't always the funnest thing and no, not, absolutely. not so much for like right so like all this like coming out and all this stuff is like really great for you and for like your self-esteem and all that but like it's still you don't get, you don't get to just <laughs> you don't just get a free pass to yeah you're like yes, yeah you have to figure <laughs> all your shit out and so like that was kind of my journey and i wanted people who weren't gay to kind of um understand that because right so we have this whole and especially even like the whole theme of it was like not your gay bff is that like people consider like gay BF, gay people like being like oh you're here the life of the party like you're here to spruce up my apartment you're here to like right. do all these things like oh my god let's go shopping and like it's not that you know and like what do you I, mean every the, movie ever has told me that's exactly what it <laughs> is the exact like you know, queer eye for the straight guy <laughs> that, was, that, that was a fun show america's next dumb gay guy <laughs> me yeah me that's me <laughs> Um, so it was a lot of that just being like I'm not your fucking gay BFF like I'm fucking like a little like angry like 20 year old by the time I put it out 20, 21 year old like that's not me so like please like stop like putting me in that box tokenizing me putting me in that box like I want you to actually take my concern seriously especially a lot of people that I was around people were like Oh, like you, like you know, like you came out, blah blah blah. Like you should be happy, blah blah. blah. It's just like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. Um. Again, I was twenty, and I feel like I'm a lot. I still have those, a lot of those sentiments, but I'm twenty five now, and so like now I'm like a lot more mature and like a lot more resilient. Yeah, because you're growing yeah. and changing as a person. Yeah, and I'm just like I still don't fit in in a lot of places, but like well, meeting people like Drew or meeting other people is just like you kind of start to meet those people. Well, right. Like, no, I mean at twenty, you don't know anything. Yeah. Right? At 27, I'm very like, oh, there's, like, other people like me, you know, Mm -hmm. like, now, you know, Mm -hmm. that's how we met each other. Well, especially once you get involved in a scene. Right, right, the the queer punk punk scene, scene, and, Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, twenty there was nothing. Yeah, it actually it's actually been growing too, and that's kind right. of the fun part. So like right. you see all this process in the mainstream gay world. It's like gay marriage and all those things, and that's cool. Like I guess. But it's great. Come on, that's great. <laughs> it's great. They can be miserable yeah. just like everyone else. Yeah, they should. Then they can write gay more zines. Di- yeah, exactly. <laughs> gay divorce. I'm really yeah. Gay marriage just ruined all the zine material. <laughs> no zine material. They could be yeah. way more better. Okay. Um, but yeah, you kind of the queer punk scene has actually been growing, yeah, and people have actually is. been a lot cooler. Because when I was growing up too, like I never put the two and two together either. When I was like like in high school, I was just like, well, I'm gay and I'm also into punk, but right. everyone's a shitty person in right. my high and school punk. who's a punk, right? Right. And they're homophobic, so right. there's just no place and for me. And transphobic. I never yeah. knew trans people made music <laughs> mm-hmm. until I made music. Yeah. I was like, oh, it kind of clicked in my head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just not your gay BFF is just like a bunch of writing about that. It's just like me just kind of purging basically, and like I don't know. I think I kind of want to redo it just because it's just like kind of like I just put it out there to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And um, now that I know that people like it, I think I want to redo it and actually give it kind of the the honor that it deserves. Totally. Um, so make it prettier and maybe charge more than a dollar. <laughs> Two dollars. Yeah, yeah. That that whopping 200 yeah. cents. <laughs> 200 cents. <laughs> how much is this thing? 200 cents. Yeah, yeah. Or well, how many nickels? 40 nickels. Well, that's why I, I initially told you that I should bring someone like Alan and then uh, Jeff, who, was, who couldn't make it. He has a grinder appointment. I don't know what that is. Um, Get it. But, um, he, uh, uh, what I wanted to show you was the 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 the, the so many the, the power behind queer zine people, right? Because someone like Jeff is also a zinester who's queer, and it's all like just you know, it's a queer person's zine, just like Alan's, just like mine's. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. so many queer people in the zine scene, mm-hmm. like Long like Long Beach in L.A., mm-hmm. like Anxiety Queer Babies. Yeah, and, I know a bunch of those right, and and there's so much of it because it's almost the perfect voice for a queer person. Yeah, right, because you can do and say whatever you want in your zine, mm-hmm. and no one's going to tell you, you can't do you can't do this. You yeah. can't be you can't promote sex work in your zine. Well, I did, <laughs> right, so did I. and and it's it's queer people are, are excluded mm-hmm. from a lot of things. So mm-hmm. zines are perfect for. Yeah, because there's people. no, there's no, uh, no filter, no, basically. Exactly, no filter, nobody watching over your shoulders right. and, and you can't do that. And there's so many of, there's so many queer people doing them. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to be finally part of it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. part of that little movement of, yeah. of not only zines. Inching things, hopefully, in the better direction. Right, of, of gay people doing mm-hmm. regular things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think also too, it's just yeah, it's empowering to just be able to do it and put it out and have people read it, whether or not like you, you, you know, yeah, and it's definitely feedback. people give yeah, feedback, it's definitely like healing and stuff and all yeah, that. Shit, it's so. healing, like right, yeah. it's therapeutic, but then also definitely. there's like again, like kind of the just again what I connect like my stuff that I write connecting it to the larger structure and the ways in which queer people and trans people, people of color, women are just kind of invisibilized and just kind oh, yeah. of like their narratives are kind of just pushed to the side, right? We have like the white straight male cisgender rich middle class like man, which we know every not every story, individual story, but we know Most. the story of yeah. that that type of archetype. There's a reason why Luke Skywalker is a white kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. And so with like with like being queer and making zines, it's like you're kind of being like, "Hey, I'm fucking here." And like right. like I'm going to like right. I'm going to like make sure you know of my existence. Right. Yeah, Cuz that's enough as it is. Yeah. Existing is enough. Yeah. So that's why we do these things. Yeah, there's like this quote from this she kind of right. I forgot who 
I'm terrible. I'm terrible at quoting stuff. But it goes something along the lines of like, you know, I write just to like avenge my erasure, erasure, mm-hmm. like violent erasure. She yeah, calls yeah. it. So just it's kind of like a way to like, you know, like all those parts of me that were erased. Like I'm here to to make myself visible. Like I'm here. Totally. And that's what like I feel like is empowering about being queer and doing zines. You know, just being able to just... Just like, being creative in, in there, any yeah. kind, but specifically because the yeah. barrier to entry with zines is so low. Yeah. There's you, nobody, there's no, like, gatekeeper being... No, no. Can't do it. no. It's like, you could, I could literally write a zine about this, like, podcast like, yeah, today, yeah. and it's just like, here's what I did, here's what happened. <laughs> yeah. No one will... But people will read it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Make me 20 pounds thinner. Than <laughs> 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 uh, maybe, could, Drew, could you talk about uh, kind of what it was like for you when you were first entering the the punk scene and kind of how being a trans woman in the punk scene manifested and how that either was a positive experience or was super shitty or oh it was super positive because this is uh we just formed trap ground 2014 october 2014 was our first show in south central and it was like it, it was like who is this what's going on you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there was that already that spark of interest mm-hmm. that people want to know more mm-hmm. right and and then we have this look, you know, me and the girls mm-hmm. at that time had this look, like, almost like, um, I think something witty to say about her look. <laughs> it's almost like, um, like, if your mom went to a wedding, like, in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. But she was, like, a drug addict. I'm so into it. Like, if she was a drug addict and, like, yeah. they didn't give a fuck. If your right. mom was on cocaine. She was on in cocaine. The, in the 70s. Um, in the 70s and went to like wedding. And then no, and not only that, but like used the wedding, like the bridesmaid dress, like to go to the bars and stuff. Yes. <laughs> kind of like that. Yes. So it was very glamorous and it still is very glamorous. Trap Girls look is still very glamorous. And um, <clears throat> when we first came out, I made, I made sure to tell the band, um, the girls in the band at the time and our drummer who is Mel, um, that we're going to have a look, you know, because... Um, you know, I when I, the first thing I thought of was small business, you know, and I thought, what makes our, your small business different from the rest, you know? Mm-hmm. So I told the girls and in, in, in our drummer, I said, we're going to dress like we're going to have, like a cocktail party, mm-hmm. but we're going to a punk show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to wear high heels and dresses and eyelashes and hair pieces and jewelry, and we're going to, like, look really great. Mm-hmm. And then er, even if we're in a backyard, we're going to look really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that caught on before the trans woman, trans women, and trans person in a band. Mm. Because people saw the effort we're putting into our cohesive sure. look. Yeah, yeah, they see the, the big picture, the high concept. Right. Um, and and um, so that caught on first. And then when I started doing interviews and things like that is when I would talk about the trans thing, you know, sure. that you know in the band. And, um, and uh, it's really been on the sidelines this whole time. And I've been lucky about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because because, you know, we're we're a band. We're a punk band. Right. We make punk music, heavy music. You know, my goal when I formed this band was to be the heaviest, fastest band in our city. Mm-hmm. And and um, uh, my influences at the time were like Gigi Allen and Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted the showmanship of both of those people in this in this band. And regardless of whether we were queer or trans or whatever, I wanted to have the craziest, fastest, baddest band in the city. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, And it's funny been, how much of that is like just standing up and saying I'm doing the thing right. translates to actually doing the thing. Right. Like so many people are like, oh, you're doing it. Right. Regardless of if you are or are not, just saying I'm doing this fucking thing. Right. So many people will be like, oh. 
Right. Okay. All so right. we've been real lucky as a band, you know. Um, what I don't know whether being trans has helped or hurt us. I don't know. I just know we've had a lot of great opportunities as a band. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been very positive and 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 fun. That's good. That makes me so glad fun. to hear. Cause yeah, but I, and I I'm very encouraging of all the girl, uh, the trans men and women I've met the past year or so, who are trying to be musicians or want advice about being musicians, I'm there for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm still doing this for them, mm-hmm. right? So that, that was actually my next question, is okay. do you, when you make stuff, and this will go, we'll go to both of you, but we'll just start with you since we're talking right now. Do, when you make stuff, do you make stuff for you as an individual? Like, do you make the zine and the music so that you can kind of have a dialogue with yourself? Or are you making it for other people, whether they be a part of your specific lifestyle or just humans in general? Like, which one do you mm, make I heard, stuff for? Well, the artist in me does it for myself, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, people like it, so I, that, that, could, that puts a little more flame under my ass, too. Right. Right, because they're like, oh, you know, you know, I love this song or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. She likes that song. I'm gonna do one like that because right. that's what people. I've are. gotten some positive feedback right. about this specific creative formula. Right. I'm gonna play around with that formula. Maybe exactly. put a couple more X's and Y's yeah. in there and see what happens. And in, in at the beginning of you know during our show before the zine when we have shows, people would say we love the look. Mm-hmm. We love um, you know that vampy prostitute. <laughs> After the buffet kind of look, right? <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. this, which is this look. High yeah, heels, yeah. sequins, yeah. big hair. They totally. like it. Yeah. Um, so, cocktail um, dress, the whole cocktail, nine yards. Yeah, feather ball. So I thought, okay, you like it. Let, let me put it visually for your product. Some kind of like, you know, let me get my word out more. Cause again, yeah. it was for me because I, I keep writing and, you know, cu- you know, being creative and stuff. But you like it, and here's a little zine for you, right? Mm-hmm. To go along with that image mm-hmm. that you like so much, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I thought it would be fun, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So to answer your question, I think it starts with me, mm-hmm. and I and I and I think of all the people that have been so nice to us, mm-hmm. and 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 I and I do it for them, mm-hmm. yeah. Regardless what they are, what species, species. You hear what you want here. Yeah, you hear what you want here. Species. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so most of the stuff that I do is for me, basically. Like I don't see how like it helps people, but also that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Because every time like people come up to me, they're like, I cried, and I'm like, No, I don't want to make you cry. queer people. If straight people come to me and they're like, I cried, I'm like, Cool. Like I'm glad. I hope you learned something. <laughs> but if it's like queer people, it's just like I'm sorry you cried. Like I'm like now I feel bad. Like I don't want to make you cry. I don't make you feel worse. Um, but that's yeah. not what they mean by that. Come on. They mean I related to your experience so much because it yeah. is so similar to mine and I had an emotional reaction. Yeah. I see. Also, like, part of it, too, how, like, Drew said, like, when people like something and put the fire under us, now mm-hmm. I'm, like, terrified to write. Really? Are you? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because even for, like, so I wrote Bitch Queen, right? So Bitch Queen came out, like, two years after Not Your Gay BFF or three years. Uh-huh. And that one's, that one's just in between. It was one out of the game. <laughs> um, and so even for this, which is like, com- like compared to this, is a lot tinier. Like yeah. the writing is a lot smaller. It's a lot more minimalist. Like even like the actual look of the zine. But like I was terrified because I was like, people lo- like not your gay BFF so much. Like now I don't know what to do. And the reason, the only reason why I did it was because like I went through like a breakup, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to do something. You know, I yeah, need I've to like, do focus something my energy productive. on something. Yeah, yeah. 
to kind of like get myself out of it, just remind myself of who I am, and like, but like the fun part about Butch Queen too is that it's like because I like there was a time span between Not Your Gay BFF and Butch Queen, there was a lot of time for actual personal growth. So right. like, it's not like Not Your Gay BFF is very like twenty year old. Like I'm pissed at everything. Here's like my pretty writing of how pissed I am, like and all this stuff. And then Butch Queen is more like, you know, post college. Like I'm not as sad. Like I just went through a breakup, but. I'm a little bit stronger now, and I'm going to show that in my writing. People are actually a little bit more hopeful. Mm-hmm. I feel like Not Your Gay BFF was very, like, everything sucks and, like, nothing's going to get better. And then Butch Queen is, like, there's, like, even... So I, the theme of Butch Queen is kind of, like, playing with, like, how two things can kind of coexist together. So, like, Butch Queen, right, that in itself, like, that title. But even with, like, the queer experience, it's not a very, like binary experience where it's like things can be good and things can be bad it's like things can be good and bad at the same time that's what kind of Butch Queen was trying to tackle being like now I'm in this middle ground where like there's some things in my life that are really cool some things in my life that are terrible still and sometimes I'm okay with them being terrible for many reasons and sometimes even the good stuff makes me sad because I'm like you know all these things yeah yeah so that's the nature of existence to a certain extent right (laughs) so like that's why I'm like terrified to right now but also like I think I'm just like taking a break from actually doing that because I feel like after Butch Green, it's like it's only been a year, so maybe it's like allowing that time to grow and then being like, when I feel the need to do it, you know? No, man, no, you're gonna <laughs> die, motherfucker. You okay. need to make more zines. Well, Amy Winehouse died with two albums, so that's my goal. <laughs> died with two albums? <laughs> two zines. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I relate to what you're saying in terms of you get kind of freaked out when something becomes yeah. a success. Um, but yeah, it's not even that successful. I'm just like. No, but it's funny sometimes it. how the like. You know, it's the big fish in a little pond thing where, yeah. you know, you perceive it as being this quote-unquote big success and it's something that's very germane to your identity and, you you know, your friends know you as the kid who made the zine that everybody fucking loved or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I meant what I said, dude. You're going to fucking die soon. you got to make <laughs> some more zines, buddy. No, I'm terrified. No, see, well, that's... Okay. that's now it's time to plug this in. Yes. So in between <laughs> the, the part where I actually live, but so I can like get experience to write. Yeah. I'm actually right. So this is kind of in it and of itself is kind of fun, just because right. If you read like not your gay BFF being like I'm the only one to mm-hmm. like 20 year old Alan Cito to like 25 year old Alan Cito is like no, I'm not the only one, and like I'm gonna actually throw an actual zine fest for queer and trans people and mm. I'm gonna find other people like me fuck yeah so that's the fun part so yeah. actually here's where I plug in so. pain recovered <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry Eric um, so yeah so I'm actually organizing an event called Zine Queens mm-hmm. it's a queer and trans zine fest in Long Beach it's actually gonna be um, during Long Beach Gay Pride oh cool so the same weekend it's not in kind of what's the word I'm looking for in conjunction? Uh, conjunction. There you oh, go. That's sorry. actually what I use. It's not in conjunction with with, with gay pride, but it's What's actually at? I call it in opposition to. Oh, okay. So this idea of being like right. So like the gay pride is very like corporate, very like it's kind of lost its roots yeah. of being like this very radical thing. It's like kind of being like let's have Budweiser. Well, yeah, like, well, it's, 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 let's all yeah, walk down the street it, it, and listen it, it, to Kesha. And, it, and it's textbook. <laughs> yeah, it's all textbook. textbook. Yeah, right? it's, it's almost kind of like I feel like yeah, it's a just I don't know. But so it's evolved like, into something different now. So right? I just, now it's, it's like, like almost, uncool. It's almost straight out, outreach at this point, right? It's, it's so, like, bring your kids and they can condition kid. them. It's, like, it's so it's uncool. Okay. They have like Caitlyn Jenner baseball caps. It's like stuff. gay Coachella. I mean, there's a per- there's it's a place bat- for there's a place for all of that stuff. There yeah. is. It's, I mean, I have Ellen sweatshirts and Caitlyn Jenner. I think that's great on a certain level. I think that is. I think that having acceptance of any kind for everyone is an important thing. 
do I think that it's probably as radical as something that we all three of us would probably like? <laughs> but anytime that anybody is being like, hey, yeah. you know what? Acceptance is cool. I think that's dope. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be May 22nd in Long Beach. For more information, just darcycrashdistro.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Darcy Crash, even like that name, right? Darby Crash. So um, a lot of my kind of healing process was watching like RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it was. I love that show. <laughs> it's so good. It's actually, this season's really good too. But a lot of that, right. So so like, you know, a 21-year-old with no, 20, 20 or whatever, before my 25s, just someone with no direction watching a show like that. And that show is really fun for a lot of reasons, right? Representation of, like, gay people and gender queer people and gender non-conforming people. Um, so that so that representation is kind of fun. There's some problems to it, right? Every mainstream show has a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just kind of, like, I think the whole point of the show is, like, showcasing, like, queer talent, but also just showcasing this idea of growth like right so every winner has something really special about them but they don't win just because they're always good right so you see that growth within them and that's why you're very rooting for them and all this right and so that kind of helped me to grow and also just helped me kind of like be interested in like drag Mm -hmm. so i haven't started to do drag but like the idea is in there so my drag character is named darcy crash Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like the thing I enjoy about even just playing around with that idea, and I haven't even done it, so, like, the fact that I'm, like, already excited for it and it's yeah. helped me so much, is the idea of, like, Darcy Crash being, like, this kind of larger-than-life, like, the person that I want to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be her. Like, yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah. This, like, superhero type of girl. Like, she's really, like, she's me if I had the guts to tell people in the punk thing, like, you're all full of shit. Like, she will say it. Right, right. <laughs> and it kind of, like, the cool thing about, like, drag, and a lot of drag queens say that, too, it's, like, your drag character essentially kind of saves you. Sure. Right. like makes you more powerful and it's right. like it's it's like a, it's an idea of being like this person that's not me but it is me that came within me saved me but it is you so it's like you kind of empowering yourself yeah it's the like, ultimate ultimate expression of self-love yeah right? yeah and so it's kind of almost like sailor moon too where like usagi is like this very like clumsy girl and she mm-hmm. turns to sailor moon and she's like this very powerful like you know fucking queen serenity like yeah. she's fucking awesome and mm-hmm. so like the peter uh, parker spider-man thing yeah yeah that's what kind of like darcy crashes to me so i'm I started a distro recently which is tables like at zine fest like brings you know like invites all my friends to just put their stuff on my table sure it's like i'll pay for the table i don't care just come hang out with me yeah yeah that's what i do um and so just kind of I don't know. Every drag queen has to have like little forte. So Darcy Crash is gonna be the zine queen. You know? Fuck yeah, get so, it! Zine you know, queen so. at all the zines. And then we're so, gonna continue yeah. together because we're doing. You probably know this because you know everything about Zine Fest. But we're gonna do the LA Art mm-hmm. Walk Zine Fest. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. be there too. Okay, that one. Then Santa Ana. Uh, has the, have the apps open for that one yet? Well, I just spoke to a friend who. A promoter in Santa Ana. He says in a couple months. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I mean, when they open, I'm gonna do that one too. We did it last year and it was great. Really? Yeah, okay, it was a lot cool. of fun. Cool. Yeah. So we're gonna do knock those down and and maybe in the future when you know we're not as active with the band, we would also travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a little queer train, you know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like uh, I think San Francisco Zine Fest opens up for right yeah, soon so too. Yeah, so we would really want to do that. Like queer anxiety babies are from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah they travel a lot. They, they travel do. a lot. They're they actually also coming. Have, like, satellite members too, right? Do they? Are they coming Maybe? to this? I don't know. Are they? Yeah, they're, they're tabling okay. actually, and actually, this is kind of like the where I was like, I will pay for a zine if it helps an org. Like their zines are a little bit pricey, but like they travel everywhere, and that's totally yeah, awesome. I'm down them? to support them. Yeah. Are you paying them to zine? There? Well, they're gonna table their stuff. I feel okay. like <laughs> and then we're, they're also coming to um, we're having a fundraiser June 5th at The Smell mm-hmm. 
and they're going to come vend as well. Oh, cool. There, um, we're having a fundraiser for Transgress Fest, which is going to be a all trans fronted band festival. Fuck yes! With punk bands and all kinds of bands. Uh, in I hope in July, but June fifth at the Smell will be our fundraiser for cool. Transgress Fest. That's awesome. Yeah. Word. Uh, so, well, I feel like we just went through the hour of plugging, so I feel like maybe that's Wait the, a minute. <laughs> maybe that's the end of the show. Available on iTunes. <laughs> Available now. Yeah, it is, on, small, it is on iTunes, isn't small it? Small fee of 99 cents. <laughs> the show's on iTunes, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, word. Well, uh, where can people find you on the internet? On the interwebs? <clears throat> well, um, Trap Girl is on Facebook and Instagram, and as well as um, SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Cool. And Just under Trap Girl? Under Trap Girl um, for, well, Facebook would be facebook.com slash trapgirlmusic. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is trapgirlforlife. Is it the number four? Yeah. Thank God. Woo! I know. And then, um, yeah, you can find us there in Bandcap. Cool. And yeah, and awesome. we have all kinds of paper goods. <laughs> what are you, buddy? Um, let's see. I don't. RxCrashDistro.tumblr.com Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, so just yeah, just check out the, the website. There's application if people are interested. We do have an open application until May 7th. So okay. we're still looking for people. It's cool. going to be in Long Beach. There's a really cool art gallery. It's going to be um, tabling, zines, what, What's and all it called? Stuff. What's the art gallery called in the Long Forest. Beach? Okay. I'll, I'll post the, the address eventually. They're kind of weird about it, so... <laughs> It's, cool. a, it's a punk space. Yeah, the do-it-yourself like, punk space. They're like ask a punk. If you, ask a punk for you to know how to get there. <laughs> if you don't know, if you don't get there, that means you don't know any punks. Ask a punk. <laughs> you should, we should have just said that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Where uh, can we find Trap Girl? Ask, ask, ask a, a punk, punk. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh, tough, uh, tough yeah. like the Los Angeles punks. Tough. So it's going to be all queer, uh, trans zine tablers, and then music afterwards. The Trap Girl's actually playing. Mm, cool. Are we? Friends, I mean, uh, shouldn't we? <laughs> our other friends from Yon, they're going to play. And then we have... Bell Haunts. Bell Haunts. Yeah. And then we're still looking for two other bands. So we're still... We'll see cool. what happens. So it's the first one, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm super excited about yeah. it. Word. Well, thank you for coming in and doing the show, Thanks. guys. <laughs> okay. 25 heads, 50 tails.